That's right. It's the old Warlock podcast number 11. 11. Welcome back again. 11. Stop it. Sorry. We're back again 11 times. Um, the view count on these is decreasing. <laughs> I've noticed that. Well, you know what part of the problem might end up being? And we had this pointed out to us by a podcast listener. Uh-huh. Is that we have three podcasts that we only released on video, YouTube, yeah. and we did not put them on podcast social software or well, podcast sites, well, our podcast sites. Mm-hmm. So are we really surprised that nobody's listening to the podcasts through Well, I am. I mean, Apple Podcasts I'm, or whatever I'm, else. I'm not even talking about that. I just mean our YouTube views are decreasing. Down to the the trusted few. Yeah, to the devoted. Or the people who are just... To our little warlocks. They're not... Don't start with the little warlocks again. Or it's just that there are some people who aren't quite as... that They're giving us the benefit of the doubt that we'll hopefully come back and do something interesting. Yeah, yeah. they're hoping. It's not going to happen. Probably not. <laughs> Um, I feel like it's been a while since we've put out a podcast. It has, at least because compared to the videos, we've been releasing a lot more videos than we have podcasts, and that's fine. That's always been our goal. Well, but we recorded a whole bunch of them prior to our trip, mm-hmm. and we released them. We had them go into automatic release, and so that's why it seems like it has. I mean, it has been a long time, but yeah, still, it hasn't been that long since we released one. Yeah, it's been a it's been a good little while. So, hey, welcome back. Thank you for watching. Thank you for yeah. Thank you for watching the Gary Gygax video. We know that it's only because there were Gary Gygax search terms (laughs) in the video title. That's why we got eighteen hundred views on that one. (laughs) Sadly, you're right. Yeah, it's not because people are like, "Whoa, I want to hear what those warlocks have to say about Gary Gygax." It's like, "Oh, Gary Gygax. Let's see what these idiots have to say." Babe, look, the old warlock (laughs) posted. (laughs) No, fire up the smart TV. (laughs) That's not what's happening. We, We both know that. Yeah, but we, we all know that. We appreciate the support. I am a little bit offended that not more of you that more of you didn't watch my favorite magical items video. That was poorly performing. And I thought I had good things to talk about in that one. Well, you did. It's just because I'm the least favorite warlock, isn't that right? You guys don't like me as much. Uh, didn't we have a poll about that at one point? Who is your favorite warlock or did we I think never, we did I we think, never go through with that? I think we just talked about it because I didn't want to cry. That's right. We did talk about increasing your depression if we had that kind of a vote. Yeah, I think I think that there are maybe I think there's one or two people that I know would vote for me. You and your mother. Anyway, um, moving on. Moving on. Now, one of the things we have we did talk about, we did ask people about, mm-hmm. was do you like our directionless banter? And actually a lot of people said that they watch it just because of well, that's good. The directionless banter. Well, that's, so that's why people listen to podcasts. Is it? I, f- I feel like it is. I always listen for content. Well, but I'm strange that way. Yeah. You're if not supposed it, if, to agree with if me. If you're not learning, it's not fun. Exactly. That exactly. is my standpoint. Exactly. It's always been my standpoint. You know that. I know that. I was raised by you. Learn, Alexander. Learn. Learn. Have fun now. Okay. Book. Yeah. Uh, but let's let's think here. What's been going on? I personally, yeah, recently. Uh, what is today? It's today the is Sunday. It's the twenty second. 
of January 2023. When we're recording this. God knows when this is actually going to be released. See you in 2024. Yeah. Uh, I have been a big fan. I watched the first episode of The Last of Us TV show. Oh. And I was a very big fan yes. of that. And I'm sure that a lot of you, given the nature of what we discussed, may have played the video game, The Last of Us. or No, I have not. Well, no. But, you know, nerd overlap, Comic-Con goers. I feel like there's a, you oh, know, sure. there's a good yeah. chance that some of you have played the game. The show is incredible. I really have liked it so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really surprised when the guy's daughter got killed. Oh, straight out of the gate. Probably shouldn't have said that in case can, you haven't seen it. I wonder if we can bleep that out, yeah. I bet we could. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's... We'll, we'll bleep that out, that part out. Yeah, whatever um, may or may not have happened, or ever who or may who may not have died. That didn't make any sense. But it really right. didn't, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, but I was surprised, let's put it this way, I was surprised at the character arc, uh, or how some of the character arcs were cut short. No, but that's good. I like that. <laughs> no, it is. It surprised well, me. I, mean, I, thought, well, I don't cool. think that it's, you know, it's not good, but it, it's good for story. It is. Um, but uh, you know me, as I was watching this, I started to automatically think logistics. You know I do that. You don't shake your head like that because yeah, you do you the same thing. Audio, I shook my head. And he does the he, in derision. He, and he the thing is he f- starts talking about logistics. Not to the as same well. degree that you do. Well, I, no, but I have I only do when it fits my purposes. Well, that's not very good. No. But continue. Anyway, I love the show. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the release of the next episode, but Already in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, all right, I hope they have explanations for how they continue to get gasoline in this world. I hope they have explanations for how they... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I need to have well, they already things have done, logically explained. They already have done that a little bit. They've, they've opened the door to that. Well, did they, did they... And I may have missed... I may have misheard something. Did they talk at one point about how there's a place down in Georgia that is making yeah. medicine and gasoline? Yeah, yeah well, yeah, because they... I think that compared to most zombie things i don't think the world is quite as far gone in this as it is in right. like the walking that, dead. that's what it seems like to me and i think that they were because they when when pedro pascal who's a great actor mm, he's by good. the way yeah, he's good um when he was doing a drug deal with that one guard mm-hmm. initially he was i think he said that like atlanta was making yes oxycontin and bullets or something Here, like that here's something we should take a step back on though mm. and say this is what this show is about. Oh, yeah, good idea. <laughs> because The Last of Us is, it's based on a video game. Is it called The Last of Us? Yeah, is that the name of the video game? It's a pretty old game. I've never played them because they're only on PlayStation. I don't have a PlayStation, but it's a zombie. It's a, it's basically a zombie game. But it's a zombie apocalypse game. Yeah, and yeah. The, the zombies are, they're not like Walking Dead, come back from the dead zombies quite. They're, it's like a, There's like a fungus that's infected everybody. Which I liked. Yeah, and they've turned into these kind of, they're not necessarily zombies, but they're just like these kind of creepy, weird monster things. Well, I love the fact that they tied it into some, something real in that there are, there is a zombie fungus that will take over insects yeah, and like make them do things. Right. And things like that, yeah. And they, they actually talk about that at the beginning of the show, and I thought, well, maybe they're going to base this show in logic, which I love to have. And so far, so good for me. Yeah, no, it's 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 I'm, very I'm it. it's very good so far. Uh, we absolutely, at least I definitely recommend that everybody goes and watch. It. Yeah, I think you should. It's, it's a good watch. The pacing is good. I'm just worried that they won't be able to keep it up. My fear too. Yeah, but Pedro Pascal, fantastic. The woman who is his girlfriend, I guess, in the show, yeah, whatever. Yeah, she's good. She was in Mindhunter. For anybody, for any of you who have watched Mindhunter, she was the um, professor who worked with oh. the right. two FBI guys, but. 
I digress. Yeah, but she's yeah. she's very good. Yeah, she's good. She's kind of cranky. I like yeah. her. Uh, and the 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 girl. Oh, the she the the girl that they have to get someplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think she's actually very good too. I don't know what her name is, but she's in um, Game of Thrones. I think she, no. Yeah, she she's either in Game of Thrones or she's in House of the Dragon for a little bit. But I saw like an article saying that uh, her and Pedro Pascal had been in one of those together because I know he's he knows because he he's in Game of Thrones for a little while. Okay. But yeah, she was. She's very good too. Yeah, but the the whole thing's very good. If it's well done. If you ever played Dying Light, the video game Dying Light, it reminds me a lot of that. And you haven't played Last of Us. It's kind of the same, kind of the same vibe. It's good. Watch it. Yeah, go check it out. You'll enjoy. Uh, Other than that, I feel like we usually give like a television show recommendation now. Do we? Because while we were talking about uh, what was the Star Wars one? Andor. Andor. Yeah, we talked about Andor a lot. Yeah. Now we're talking about this. Yeah. But we'll keep you going. We'll keep updating on that. But this is out. a Dungeons and Dragons podcast at the end of the day. Well, not really. But we it's talk not. a lot about Dungeons and Dragons. And we do. as such, we should probably talk about how we saw Dungeons and Dragons in our trip oh, to Europe. Yes, indeed. For, you know, for a lot of you, you do know that the Warlocks decided to take a trip from recently, very recently here, just a couple of weeks. In fact, we just got back about 10 days ago yeah 10 days ago uh we decided to take a trip from rome all the way over to barcelona not to insinuate that we are from rome because if you can tell by the language we're speaking no hey parlo italiano parlo un po di italiano no entiendo amigo anyway <laughs> i do speak a little bit of italian he speaks a little bit of spanish i speak a little bit of spanish poquito poquito we could have found our way to a restaurant sure Donde está el baño? <laughs> That's not a restaurant, but Donde el, está <laughs> la biblioteca? Oh, yeah. Does the term ugly American step out here? There were a few all? times where I felt like an ugly American. Well, Especially in France. Well, but the thing is, you know, actually we were we were treated very well all the way across. Um, you know, nobody was... No. I, mean, I, I, I got to be honest, I have run into some incredibly rude people in Paris. But this time, all the way across southern France, people were great. Yeah, we didn't um, go to Paris. Yeah, but 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 granted, I feel like a lot of Southern France relies on, on the tourism, Americans. yeah, and or just English speakers. Yeah, anybody, yeah. And it was funny because any time that I was even thinking about speaking Italian in Italy, it was, they were like, uh, "No, American, just just don't waste our they time. Let's just let's perfect, let's, perfect let's, English let's with just, like a British accent. Let's just do the English thing, buddy, and yeah. get us through this quick as possible. That same thing in France. That was something <laughs> I noticed. Is a lot of the people who were speaking English, some of their words had British, like English, yeah, yeah, twist much so. to yeah. them. And which, I bet which makes I, sense, but well, and I bet that they get a lot more English tourists than American tourists. Well, yeah, down there, proximity. So. But anyway, but the point being, I have wanted to go to Rome my entire life, oh, um, Rome. and I, I absolutely loved it. And there are a number of things that all across this trip that we ended up, that I wanted to end up seeing, and this is going to sound like super nerd geek boy. Um, yeah, I am. I know. No, I know. We're. Well, go ahead. The YouTube channel that talks about Dungeons and Dragons. Wow, yeah. On I guess, the internet. I guess we kind of... You don't need we've to already, clarify we've that. Already, we've already <laughs> established those credentials. Yeah, I think that anyone who's here <laughs> can accept their, that they are a part of that community. Okay, well, and the, the reason, the thing is, a lot of this trip, I really wanted to go and see things for inspiration for my campaign. Um, yeah. And it started with the walls of Rome. Um, and we had a, there's a couple we put a couple of pictures up on our Instagram, yeah, about just going and seeing these walls that were built in 275 A.D. and you know, 
if you're if you when you when you come up with something in your in your role playing game, yeah, and you say, well, you know, I want this city of this size, people to have walls around it. Unless you've actually seen walls around a city that would have been that big, it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to wrap your head around. Yeah, which was why I really enjoyed going to Rome and seeing these walls and understanding how tall they were and how thick they were and what it would have been like to defend them or equally importantly go up against them. Yeah. Um, and then you know toss in you're visiting the the, the Roman Forum, which was great. But to me, the another great thing, and again, I I posted on Instagram for anybody any of the listeners here who follow it, mm-hmm. um, I posted about the Pantheon, which is, to me, the quintessential classic temple. And it's pretty cool. It's, it's an awesome building uh, built by Hadrian, Emperor Hadrian, and it's you can still... You see his wall. It's, don't start with me. Um, he's, he's, <laughs> somebody's always annoyed because I, Emperor Hadrian is my favorite Roman emperor, and by, def, by some chance... Mr. over here looks a lot like sculptures of Hadrian <laughs> with his current hairstyle and his beard. I, just, I need to grow the beard out more. Not a lot, though. He kept it kind of trimmed kept short. It, kept it clean? He, he kept it did. He, yeah. he was a little more flabby in the face. So, you know. I'll give, take it. Give yourself 10 years and you'll be fine. Gee, thanks. You're welcome. Can't wait to be fine. Hey, you've been, hey you've, been, you've been mocking me on since we started this. You've got it coming. I do not. Anyway. Seeing the classical Roman temple, the Pantheon, which is in essentially its same form as it was when it was built by Hadrian, I want to say in 125 AD, was really cool as well. But then we moved on to some medieval towns. And those were darn cool. Let me tell Just you what. Just overwhelming almost. I mean, and again, we, we mentioned in the posts how jealous we are of people living in Europe, yeah. that they can go and see these things by jumping in the car and driving 30 miles down the road, Yeah, where we had to travel, what, 13 hours <laughs> by plane just yeah. to get to the country, and then we had to travel Another again. Hours to get there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, not to say there's not good history here. No, the there's not, but it doesn't really apply not to the a same. fantasy role-playing game. Well, no. I would have to agree. But, uh, yeah, we went, to a, we went to a couple of really good places. The San Gimignano. Which was... In, I absolutely love that town in Italy. It that was something else. It's it's basically it's like completely still walled in by its original medieval walls. There's not that many people who live in the town, but it's just in these original like the buildings that were built when the town was first created, and it's got what fourteen huge towers. Fourteen that, towers. I th- I think it was fourteen. I think it was fourteen. There were originally like fifty six of these towers throughout the town when it was fully. Operation, yeah, it was really in its heyday. Yeah, but there, there are still 14 of these massive stone towers that people just live in and have offices in and things like that. But they were built in like the 900s, something like that. Yeah, well, and to me, another another cool part about it was you know, above and beyond the fact that it's an amazing walled medieval town. Yeah. Um, was the fact that, you know, the story that went behind it, that it was on the pilgrimage route to get to Rome. And I started thinking... You know, I don't have a lot of pilgrims in my RPG. Oh yeah. Why not? Well, guess what we have now? Pilgrims. Pilgrims. I'm gonna. I got to institute. You know, this 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 concept of pilgrimage. I've never really put that into my RPG, and I should have. And so I think that that's going I mean, to become a new trend. Yeah. In, religion has never played religion. a huge role in your. It has not. At and, least not like massive organized religion. Right. Well, never. I have had religious driven. Wars, hmm. but just in terms of um, 
having daily life overseen by religion, no, I haven't really yeah. done a lot of that. Yeah. But as, I think as that it has been historically in many places right. in the world. But I think that I need to actually look into that. And I'm, am I going to do it across the across the entire world? No. But I think that there are going to be some places that are going to find religion, as it were. Yeah. And I, I love I just love this concept of pilgrimage sites because the the path that we followed across Southern Europe was actually following this pilgrimage route in part, in large part, though, yeah, yeah, from Spain all the way to Rome, if and. Fine, yeah. So, I mean, it was just, to me, there, there were so many different cool concepts that came out of this trip that um, I need to integrate into my campaign. Yeah, I mean, we also, I mean, we saw um, Monaco, Monte Carlo, not, again, not very applicable to medieval role-playing necessarily, but Still if you're cool. playing top secret, sure, why not? I didn't even, yeah. Yeah, very James Bondy. Well, it, they, you, they were playing the James Bond music to try and get everybody in the mood, but. That is a that's a town that you you have to oh my goodness you have to see it you have in order to understand s- yeah. it's well, so different like I don't know what any of your guys' lives are like but unless any of you are multi billionaires <laughs> you would also feel out of place in this city well we went to the we did go to I mean this not D and D related at all but we went to the uh, main casino there <laughs> and it was that was mainly a you know James Bond was filmed here yeah. Um, and Take just walking inside. up the steps to go inside was very much a wow. I do not belong here. Yeah, I mean, there's like there's there's guards all over the place for you know protecting the billionaires and they just and they, keeping out the riffraff. Yeah, and keeping out the, and none of them seemed really thrilled that we were there because they knew we weren't going to spend that much money right at the casino, right. but. They knew yeah. we were there to take some photos, buy something in the gift shop. Yeah, you know. and that's about it. But it was it was cool to see, especially if you've seen you know James Bond or if you like Formula One or anything like that. It's a cool true. And we did get to see. We get we got to drove over drive, the starting line for the uh, Monaco Grand Prix, which was cool, and that that was neat. That was cool for me. Although I and I, but I do have to say, uh, for those of you who are well, actually your age as well, but um, any of you who are Grace Kelly fans, mm. um, we did get to go see the final resting place of Grace Kelly, and that was that was kind of a it kind wasn't a, a cool thing, but it was a, something I've wanted yeah, to it was, do. It was, it was a good thing to see. It was a good thing to see. She's she's one of our favorite actors of all time. Huge <sighs> yeah. fan. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so that was good. Uh, but then we saw Carcassonne. Oh, jeez. In France. Oh, and that put San Gimignano to shame. In Carcassonne terms of is one of the coolest places. Yeah, if you ever played the, the game called Carcassonne, this is the town that it is loosely based off of, I guess. Yeah. And uh, but it uh, is like we were saying, San Gimignano is a medieval town surrounded by walls. This is a medieval town surrounded by walls. It, the whole thing is just a castle. Like these it's, towering, well, and then towering the, stone walls, and then the there's the castle within the castle. You yeah, know, a full I mean, actual it, castle. And I think the that city. to me that really captured my idea of what a walled medieval city is supposed to is look supposed like. to look like. Yeah, but it was great. I, I absolutely it was, loved it. It was very cool. Um, there's a neat cathedral in there, but yeah, the, the, everything was in incredible condition. It's been repaired, obviously, over the years, but 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 it's still largely it was in its original shape and what it looked like, and a lot of the repairs were just structural. They weren't like yeah, I mean they they did some did some work on the tops of the walls, um, a couple of the towers, some of the roofs, yeah, the towers, things like that. But for the most part, it's still what it was. Yeah, um, great place again on the pilgrimage route, as I recall. I think that's why it was built. Could be. I don't. I don't remember. But yeah. also, site of it's an important site in one of the Crusades. 
uh, one of the crusades against Christian sects, um, which again, great history. Uh, Again, to take that history and drop it into your campaign, great idea. Something akin to it. No, yeah, it was. It was a. If any of you ever get the chance to go there, it was go. Just yeah, just don't ask. It's just just a stereotype. It's everything you could ever picture about medieval wall. Fantastic church. Huge cathedral. Very Um, cool cathedral. Just just really cool. Yeah. Um, Um, What else do we see? Uh, that well, I mean, that we just just a lot of flavor for. Yeah, we did capture a lot of. We did go to a lot of cathedrally things. Yeah, and when we went to Barcelona, we weren't there long enough, as far as I'm concerned. No, Barcelona was very cool. Uh, I, was, I wish that I had we had stayed a few more days. That was our last stop to go and see that, and that was. I my expectations. No offense to anybody who's from Barcelona or Spain. My expectations for Barcelona were not super high compared to some of the other things we were going right. to see. But it was that was neat. We were wrong. Yeah, that was um, really cool. I wish that I had. I, and my problem is, I didn't do enough research be, before we left to know exactly what there was to see in Barcelona, but we already had our plane tickets to go yeah. home, so we couldn't stay any longer. Yes, but we could, we could have spent another couple of days just in Barcelona. Easily. It was, it was great. Yeah. So go to Europe if, you're, if you are European, which a lot of you are. That's very true. In fact, we heard, we heard from a gentleman um, just a week after we got back, and he was from France, and he said, yeah, you don't really like your stuff. You know, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, hey, we were, we were just in France. And then I heard almost immediately back from him, and he said, wait, you were in... You were in Marseille? Marseille, yeah. And I said, yeah. He said, that's where I live. <laughs> so, yeah. and he, he was disappointed that we didn't have the opportunity to- um, Say howdy. Has, well, you know, stop by and say, hey, let's go get a cup of coffee. Because that would have been so cool. That would have been pretty neat. To be yeah. able to do that. But, you know, great guy. And, and uh, yeah, he's got some very interesting comments about, that we'll be addressing, not in this podcast, but in another one, yeah. about the development of D&D in France. Yes. So- um, but yeah, if you are European, which again, good percentage of you are, shockingly high percentage of you are, congratulations. We wish we were you. We wish we were you because we can both only speak one language <laughs> and you can probably speak four or five. Hey, hey, parlo italiano, okay? We can both only speak one language <laughs> and... <laughs> I think that you were disdainful of my foreign language skills. Well, listen, man, we were in Italy for like four days and I didn't hear you say a thing but you know what? in Italian. I, it, you could pronounce the gelato flavors. <laughs> But other than that, there wasn't. You weren't going up. You were. But hello. Well, well the I thing, would like some cinnamon. The, the the thing is, it's and you and I talked about this. That you know, I've got a reasonable control of the language, but I'm wasting their time if I try and stumble through it in a conversation. Well, it's the look, they're it, running a business. It's the look on their face that yeah, always like, cracks me up. Really, buddy. Don't, yeah. don't even try. Just like, let's just do the English thing, and then you can move on, and I can get somebody else up to the counter, and I can sell them something. So yeah, and you know. it, it cracked me up when they didn't even they knew just that we were Americans. Yeah. They just they came up and they're like there, there wasn't even an attempt to nope. speak nope. French, Italian, Spanish, any of it. It was just like oh hey how you doing? You want a sandwich? Like yes. yeah yeah I guess yeah is that five dollars? <laughs> I mean uh wait what's that thing you guys euros euro, yeah, four four yeah. four sixty yeah, yeah. Um, okay thanks. Yeah, that was fun. I did get yelled at by a French woman. <laughs> that was weird. And we still don't know by, why. By an, like an elderly French woman. But she had a big smile on her face yeah, when she was like, yelling at you. That she was, was so she weird. wasn't like angry for any reason, but I was we were just standing there listening to the tour guide talk about something. And she just kind of came up behind me and like tapped me on the shoulder. And as she was walking away, she was like gesturing a lot and she like punched her own hand. And I was like, What are you what? I don't know if she was threatening him or not. Threat- yeah, I threatening mean, him or not. Yeah, she might have been. I was, yeah, I have no idea. And I will wonder about what she was saying for literally the rest of well, my life. Well, and 
and and for just so you guys know, um, you know, when we go places, I stand six foot two. I'm the short one of the bunch. Yeah, we're, so, we're a tall family. And I think that that's a reflection. You know, Zachary is you know six five, six six. He's up there. Uh, he might even be six seven. I don't know. But with with his tennis shoes on, he's you know, pushing he's, six he's, seven. Yeah, he's six seven. And I think that she may have just been making a joke about how we were all freakishly oh, tall. Oh, battle on the test, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> no, you know, I don't know. No, that was it. Was an interesting time. But it was fun. It was, was it was time. a really great trip. I I look forward to doing another one in in a similar vein. Yeah, and for any of Americans who are watching, or Canadians, or Latin Americans, or Southern Americans, or anybody else who's not from Europe, go check it out. Go there. It's yeah. pretty cool. Get the chance. Go. Uh, and European Union Tourism Committee. <laughs> if you, if you want, want a sponsorship, <laughs> fire if you're looking away. to sponsor somebody, we would love, love to help you out. We will tell. We will talk. We're going to need a translator. We, but, but we will just be speaking to English speakers about our great trip. Yeah. And so they don't even need to. I, they just I, need to give us money. I would say they'd send someone British, but they can't do that anymore, can uh, I guess it's true. It's a sore spot. Sorry, guys. That's true. Uh, what else have we got going on? We were going to talk about. In terms of. We, we've how, like, how long have we, we been have, babbling? Uh, somewhere around 25 minutes. Now we better pick up the pace. Yeah, we've been kind of cranking through it here. Um, we were going to talk about another thing in my campaign. Yep. And that was the Haunted Lakes. Haunted Lakes. Guess what those are? Two components of this. Mm-hmm. There's ghosts. There are lakes. Yeah. And they are haunted. Yeah. Uh, they're scary places. So. I don't like it there. Uh, the, the Haunted Lakes, and again, this is just us talking, you know, people have asked to hear more about my campaign, so I, you know, here we go. Here we go. Um, the Haunted Lakes, that was actually on my original drawing, my, my original map, my starting map. I started with three countries, four countries, uh, way back in the day. Yes. And the Haunted Lakes were one of those components. They're one of my original components. So this goes back to 78. Um, when Jim was 15. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, but the Haunted Lakes have evolved over time. Math skills. Math skills. The Haunted Lakes have evolved over time as I've added more and more lore and yes. layers of history onto it. Mm-hmm. But um, really what the Haunted Lakes ended up being, and you guys traveled there because as part of that big campaign where you were dealing with um, Shargon, and, Shargon and Masma. And I, th- and I can't remember if we talked about this in a podcast or just a video, but we've talked about this big campaign before. It was in, it was, you, we talked about it in your favorite um, Mag- magic, uh, favorite magic video. Items. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but the haunted lakes, the reason that they are haunted lakes is not because a lot of people died there. The reason that they are the haunted lakes is because the spirits that inhabit it, inhabit those lakes now, and this is a big area. This is not like, you know, a 10 square mile area. This is a large, uh, location. Yeah. The reason that the spirits ended up there is not because there was a war or there was a famine and you know plague or whatever else. The spirits were actually led there mm. because a character by the name of Limpos, who is part of the campaign you guys took part in, he yeah. was a he was a um, very powerful magic user mm-hmm. from way way back, and he also represented the concept of law. He did in that campaign that you guys were playing and in the course of this rivalry between the representative law of law and the representative of chaos and the representative of good and the representative of evil they each had their own like cult 
They did, and they were constantly, all of them were vying for authority and power yeah. uh, centuries and centuries ago. Mm-hmm. But Limpos, it wasn't just, you know, you will follow all the rules. Mm-hmm. He was, all, you know, he also had just a regular personality at the same time. Yeah. And one of the other, one of his other opponents, one of his other three opponents, uh, at one point in time was responsible for the deaths of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. And the the issue was these deaths were not random. The deaths were caused because this opponent of Limpos, he wanted to have them to be an undead army for him. Yeah. And so Limpos, being who he was, saw this as being unlawful, if you will, and he led all the souls of those people who had been slaughtered to the haunted lakes mm-hmm. and set up protections there, which he had to oversee in order to protect them from becoming an army of undead. Yes. Because he was precluded from, based on the, the events that took place, he was precluded from, or the, the spirits were precluded from moving on to their next stage. Yes. And so they were trapped on the prime material plane, but he didn't want them to be tortured in such a way by his opponent. And so he took them and protected them from then on. They've been there ever since because he died and he was unable to assist these, these souls into moving on. And so the souls still reside in the haunted lakes until someone releases them and allows them to move on to their destiny. Yeah. Someone should probably do that. Someone should get on that. Mm -hmm. Sounds dangerous though. No, I think I think that that is high adventure means nothing to him. He's just he's just being mean. I am. Yeah, actually, he really likes that kind of stuff. Yeah, I would like to do that because that would be a cool adventure. But I've got other priorities with that character right now. But uh, it was concerning, I think, when we went in there for the first time because anything that's called that. If you've watched our uh, video on the undead and how we think the undead ought to function in Dungeons and Dragons. We think that they should be pretty dangerous. And as such, Captain Danger over here likes to make things very well, I'm dangerous. Not, I'm, not, I'm not Captain Danger. I'm Captain Deadly. Yeah. And so we were a bit nervous, shall we say, to go in there for the first time, but we weren't even attacked by anything. We made our way through. And I think that was just luck in no. part. No, it was not. No? No, it's because they are not vindictive, spiteful undead. Mm, that's fair. That's the reason why. Yeah, and I like to avoid vindictive, spiteful undead at all costs. They are pretty much everywhere else in the, in the world, but yeah. in that location, they are not. Yeah, just because of the story right, and why they ended up there. Yes. But uh, yeah, we got a pretty cool boat out of the Haunted Lakes that can like move across any terrain as if it's water, basically, and that's pretty neat. We I don't even know where that is right now. It's back there. Yeah, we put it back, didn't we? we didn't yeah, because it. you guys were afraid that you would upset the apple cart if you kept any of the things that were available in Limpos Which Tower. is a reasonable decision. No, I think it's perfectly reasonable. Yeah. And it's actually a good decision. Which Let me show you sucks that. because I want that boat. It was very cool. It was just a magical boat that really you didn't need to do anything to have it move. You just told it where to go and it would go there. It was so cool. It was really neat. And it was also fully armed and, and it had fully stocked. Was, it, was that the campaign where it would make food? Yes. Oh, such a cool. But yeah, uh, we found that. But yeah, we had a pretty good adventure based out of there. And we went all across the continent with that boat and did all kinds of cool things. But I think that goes to show that even in the 
monster manuals, whatever it may be, where there are specific rules governing how certain things operate, like undead. If that doesn't make sense in your world, then you shouldn't have to follow those rules. Right. We right. don't think. Like in right. the in the monster manual, it says that ghosts are always chaotic evil. Is it chaotic? So chaotic or is it lawful? I don't know. They're evil. Yeah, they're evil in some capacity. I think it's chaotic, but I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, and that doesn't, based on that storyline, that doesn't make sense. It makes sense that they're just neutral or whatever good or whoever they may have been in right. life. <clears throat> they're that same person when they're dead. And I think that makes sense because of the story. Now, that's not to say that, yeah, and I agree with you 100% that that's, based on the story, that's going to dictate how the ghosts ended up, or how, how the ghosts ended up where they are, that's going to dictate how they behave. Yeah. That's not to say that I don't have some really evil ghosts in my campaign, some because really I do. bad guys, yeah. Um, but in this particular case, it didn't fit the story that I was putting together for these guys to, to help me flesh out, and so it ended up being what it is. Yeah. But yeah, it's a it's it's a cool place in the world that I probably won't return to for a while. But it's a it's a neat little pocket of of storyline that, again, with the different layers that have been built into the world, there's a lot of history in that specific area that we got to uncover a little bit of. Yeah, and, and you need to you need to talk to John mm. about his experience in the haunted lakes back in 1980. Oh, okay, um, because they ended up going there, and it was a totally different experience for them because the goat. You'll just have to talk to him about it. All right. Hi, John. Hey. I'm sure you're probably watching. I appreciated those pictures you took of me at work. <laughs> John, <laughs> Alexander was giving tours at a, at a, tour, at a, a, at a tour guide at a historic site. And so John showed up and surreptitiously took photographs. Well, I think that you thought they were surreptitious. Some of them actually were. I didn't see you take some of them, but there were a couple where I was like posing a little bit because... I want to look because that's what he does. Yeah, I'm a very vain person. He's a poser. But we move. We must move on. We must move on because we are really cranking through the tempo here. Oh, man. Okay, so anyway, haunted lakes, cool place. If you want to know more about it, let me know. Yeah, um, that's the kind of thing that we'll probably be wanting to talk about in our Patreon um, when we get that up and rolling. Yes, that's wanna, right. If you want expanded information about things like that, that's where you'll find it. Or first, you'll, you'll be able to ask for it. First mention the Patreon that we've had so far in this particular episode of The Old Warlock. Be sure yes. to keep your eyes open for that because we're going to be offering a lot of exclusive content, a lot of new things, exclusive videos, podcasts, perhaps live streams for certain uh, levels of patronage. Well, a little insight into the creation process yeah, and or lack thereof. Maybe some blooper reels, some behind the scenes, all that Got a stuff. lot of blooper reels. God, we could do that for... Okay. Yeah, so uh, be sure to keep your eyes open for that but, sometime soon. Yes. <laughs> Early 2023. But let's uh, let's do two spells, and we'll call it a day. Two spells? We're going to call it. And in this case, we are using- Random the, spells. Random spells, yes. We are using the Advanced Dungeons & Dragons Volume 1 of the Priest's Spell Compendium. And this is the first time we've talked from this. You're very tired today, aren't you? You just can't keep the old eyes open. I'm just, I'm such a- Burning the candle at both ends. Such a party animal. I was up until like 9.30 last Wow. See, you're, it's going to catch up to you. I know. Okay, I'm going to do the priest spell compendium. Fire away. Uh, random spell. Let's see. Drum roll. <laughs> open it, and I point here. <laughs> okay. Let's see what this one's going to be. <laughs> this is the Dance of the Unicorns spell. This is an alteration that takes place in combat. <laughs> wow. As soon as you said that, I had the urge to impersonate what I thought the Dance of the Unicorns would be. <laughs> I'm really glad you didn't. But uh, yeah, I, I pushed back against that intrusive <laughs> I'm thought. glad you fought that yeah. down. Um, this is a... Le- <laughs> now I got an image of the Dance of the Unicorns, man. That's, 
You've ruined my afternoon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You like that one. Yeah. So this is a level five spell. And again, this is a priest spell. Yeah. Uh, the range is touch. Uh, verbal, somatic, and other components. Casting time is eight. Duration is six rounds. Area of effect, one sentient being. So I imagine you can cast this and make somebody do the dance of the unicorns. Yeah. The This spell is a priestly variant of the seventh level wizard spell Teleport Without Error and the third level wizard spell Blink. Once per round, by silent act of will, the recipient of the spell can teleport without error with a range of 360 yards. It's a long way. 3.6 football fields. The recipient can take a... American football fields. We have a lot of Europeans who are watching. Thank you. Sorry. Football, not football. Just just leave it. Let's just leave it and move on. The recipient can take a maximum weight of 250 pounds plus 150 pounds for each level of the casting priest above 10th level. The teleportation effect can occur at the end of the round or at a random time during the round. In the latter case, the spell operates identically to a blink smell, smell, spell, but the range and direction are chosen by the spell recipient. Um, the material components for this spell are a small vial of clear, fresh water from a river or stream stirred by a unicorn with its horn and the priestess's holy symbol. This was granted by Luru, the Unicorn Queen of Forgotten Realms. I was okay. expecting it to be much more, I, I much also, more interesting and amusing. I also than was it expecting. Is. I felt. I feel like that may have been one of the writers for one of the Forgotten Realms yeah. books came up with this, and this is a reference to them because it seems like there's a lot of things like that in these. Yes. No, the the dance of the unicorns. I was picturing more. You cast it on someone, and they and they have to do the dance of the unicorns That's for like three rounds too. or something, and then you can just stab them, or they become a, a wildly successful fighter while doing the dance of the unicorns. Yeah, it's kind of like, like a sword dance, like only spinning around. Yeah, you know, holding the sword up to your head and then <laughs> doing some running it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, dance of the unicorns. Not terribly impressed. Not it's bit, basically a teleportation spell. To yeah, me, it's but you know, like. yeah, I'm a little disappointed in that one. Here, why don't you uh, do a My, magic? Item. Mine will be better. Don't worry. I hope so. Drum roll. There's no place to go but up after the dance of the unicorns. I think that's going to be part of our our lexicon. Whoa, it's a big one. The wand of wonder. Yeah. Okay. Where, where's that from? Uh, is it list? Dungeon Master's Guide. That's what I thought. Yeah. It's this is something from the DM's guide. Yeah. It has an experience point value of 6,000, a gold piece value of 10,000. Oh. That's a lot of cash. Uh, the Wand of Wonder is a strange and unpredictable device that generates any number of unusual effects randomly each time it is used. I like that. The usual effects are shown on the table below, but you may alter these for any or all of these wands in your campaign as you see fit. Possible, possible functions of the wand include... We're going to go through all these, because why not? Slow creature. Uh, these are basically 1 to It's a percentage. Yeah, it's a percentage roll. Slow creature pointed at for one turn deludes wielder for one round into believing the wand functions as indicated by a second die roll, That's or they are going to, or they are deluded into thinking that they have to do the dance of the unicorns. The dance of the unicorns. Uh, gust of wind, double force of the spell. Stinking cloud at thirty foot range. Heavy rain falls for one round and sixty foot radius of the wand wielder. Summon animal. Then you roll again. Rhino, elephant, or mouse. That's I like that. That's funny. Uh, lightning bolt. 70 by 5 feet as wand. Stream wow. of 600 large butterflies pour forth and 
uh, pour forth and flutter around for two rounds, blinding everyone, including the wielder. Wow. In large target, if within 60 feet of the wand. Darkness in a 30-foot diameter hemisphere centered at the 30-foot distance from the wand. Grass grows in an area of 160 square feet before the wand, or grass existing there grows to 10 times normal <laughs> size. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Vanish any non-living object of up to 1,000 pounds mass and up to 30 cubic feet in size. Object is ethereal. Diminish wand wielder to one twelfth of height. Fireball as wand. Invisibility covers wand wielder. Leaves grow from target if within 60 feet of wand. 1d4 gems of one gold piece base value shoot forth in a 30 foot long stream, each causing one point of damage to any creature in path. Roll 5d4 for number of hits. Wow. Shimmering colors uh, dance and play over a 40 by 30 foot area in front of the wand creatures therein blinded for 1d6 rounds flesh to stone or reverse if target is stone if target is within 60 feet the wand has one use as one charge per function it may not be recharged where applicable saving throws should be made that's one heck of a wand that's a always fun has wand. been yeah, yeah that, I, that's really cool i like that quite a bit it just adds some variety yeah that that's a good weapon um, i would be more than happy to have people have that available Give them a limited a number situation. of charges. Boom! You know? Yeah. Just, give, yeah. Them, give them five charges. Let them know what they end up using, yeah. what, what's available. See if they save it. See if they use it. When they use it. It could be a lot of fun. No, I think that's a good one. I like having a little desperate magic item. Yeah. Desperate situation magic item that you can use. That's right. Yeah, death's on. It's Death is winging its way quickly toward yeah. you. <laughs> but time to shoot some butterflies. <laughs> that's right. Hit it with butterflies. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, well, that, that's cool. I yeah, like that's that. a good one. That, that's but it makes good. up for the dance of the unicorn well and i i, I remembered the it, when you said it i was like yeah i think that's in the dm's yeah, guide I, yeah. I don't think i've ever had anybody use it have one but it's Not still it's a, it is an absolutely great um object as far as i'm concerned it's a lot of fun well i think that just about wraps this one up this actually might be a little bit longer of a podcast than usual we got an email from somebody to the old warlock thank you for sending us an email I don't think it's related to this podcast no it's, it's not at all but uh actually it's, it's our manager wait what no, I'm just kidding. Thank you for tuning in. Yes, thank you for tuning in, um, for bearing with us. We're always in, we're enjoying a lot of your comments. Our comments are really taken off, um, which is great. Yeah, it's fantastic. But, but we're we're having a tough time responding. Yeah, I mean we're doing this, we're doing what we can. Uh, so you know, it's it's not. We're not ignoring you we're intentionally. Really we are not. Uh, unless you say something inappropriate, then we will ignore you. Which no one really has done for a long time. But, yeah, it's only happened a couple times. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, we enjoy hearing the comments. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff happening here. We will be switching over to Patreon where we will have exclusive content for you. Uh, look for that in the next couple of weeks or it might be available by the time this goes live. I don't know. Yeah, I'm um, not sure. Just, just check or send us an email or, or something if you if you need more information. But aside here, from if, that. If you look in the description below, if it says you'll Patreon, see, right, you'll it's see been it launched. There if it's go. not, then. That, that's a good idea. Uh, so yeah, keep your eyes open for that. We've got a couple other projects we're going to be putting out here soon. Very soon. Uh, some big things we've been working on. For us. Very hard, yeah. yeah. Uh, so keep your eyes open for that as well. That's about it. I think Follow that's, us on that's all we've got. I'm Jim. I'm Alex. Keep that Zorro on free. Toodaloo. Bye-bye.